left alone to our own devices, two seemingly unscathed Gen Xers muddling through life, learning lessons the hard way. We raised ourselves and aren't afraid to be badass bitches. So hold our coffees while we talk like then and now. We are the Latchkey Chicks. Welcome back, all you chicks and chicklets. Woo! It's our peeps. Ha ha ha. <laughs> I don't know what you guys want us to call you. Just send us a line through our latchkeychicks at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram, TikTok. God, where are we? We're getting around. Like, we really bunch are. Bunch of hoes. <laughs> Hose man. Wasn't it hoe bags originally? It got shortened. You dirty hoe bag. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like that's the more formal way to go about it. But anyway. <laughs> but we're here. And we hope you're here. Yeah, we thank you for being here. We're getting some new listeners mail this week. Oh my. I was spotted. I just have to shout out no. to my FedEx lady. Oh, she is the best. Always puts a smile on your face. Oh, she sounds like she's got quite the delivery. <laughs> she does. Oh. Woo. Woo. So what's the deal with her? Well, I was walking down the street, as I like to do most days. Oh, I'm going to reserve comments on that. Yes, I'm a street walking hoe. Mm-hmm. Anyway, mm -hmm. I was walking. FedEx lady's coming along. She stops. She tells me she's been listening. Oh, my word. We're I'm going big. FedEx. FedEx. FedEx we, listener. Yeah. I mean, they're worldwide. Yeah. I didn't think we would have international listeners. Yep. Okay. Well, that's really cool. So uh, we're getting out there. Keep street walking, though. I that's will. That's obviously paying off. Um, but we're, we're back, and we have a good topic today. Uh, we actually got this suggestion from um, one of the people in our my Gen X Nation group was sharing some ideas with us about what we could talk about. And... Mel, I don't know about you, as a mother especially, seeing how kids hang out these days, it's just weird. Well, I mean, even from the beginning, it's been weird. It, I grew up just having friends that I played with. Mm -hmm. Our children, we had to initiate friendships with parents to get to the kids so our kids could play. Absolutely. And it, it seems like it's never-ending. Like, I, I I have kids in middle school, and I'm still organizing playdates. I'm oh, like, when yeah. do we get past the playdate? Is there an official age where playdates can be stopped? Because I feel like I'm still too involved. I, I My children are both out of school now, so I don't have to do that. Um, I don't remember when it stopped. I mean, maybe it's when they get to the point where they just don't want to hang out with their friends in person anymore. Because I see a lot more online happening these days. It's not like I have to ever see you in, in person. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're constantly messaging each other in one way or another between Snapchat and mm -hmm. the B-Reels. The B-Reels. You told... You're, you're on B-Reel, well, which yeah. is in, so impressive to me. I thought this was, like, invented last week because my middle schooler was telling me all about being on there and I I just I feel like I I'm old I can't keep up with any of it well my college daughter oh, gonna that's... be a pharmacist yeah baby Ooh, doctor. she uh she's the one who was on be real with all her friends and then she's like mom uh... you need to be on it so that I can see you every day da 
guy is the sweetest. But she, see, like, it's funny. Like, that enhances our life because you're already likely going to see her, too, in person. Oh, yeah. It's more like, I really just want to get that extra level of connection. But this, with kids, is the connection. Like, there doesn't have to be... There's constant connection. Mm-hmm. But it's But it's never in person. It's, and yeah, it's like quantity over quality. Because when we hung out in our childhood, it was like quality time being together and just maybe doing nothing but seeing what came out of the day. I mean, you really didn't always have a plan. Well, and I, you're probably going to find this hard to believe. I used to enjoy talking on the telephone. I believe one of my records was for like two hours and a half. Stop! Same person. That saw poor them, person. Saw them earlier that day in school. Yeah. But oh, yeah. I had enough to talk about for two and a half hours. <laughs> Maybe you weren't talking enough in school and you were like, ugh, verbal diarrhea. It's, I mean, <laughs> I, I tried not to get into trouble, but yeah. Mm-hmm. I used to always, like, one of the first things I'd do, I'd get off the bus and go call one of my friends. It's true. There was a lot of talking, especially more like middle school. I feel like younger, yes. I didn't really use a phone but like by middle school there had to be like even if you weren't talking the whole time like that was the hangout too was kind of hanging on the phone and not talking <laughs> listening well, to the radio together oh yeah <laughs> well and it was hard where when i was younger our phone we had a party line that is hilarious i haven't thought of the party line in probably 20 30 years well, and it was hard. You'd pick up your phone hoping to call someone, and you'd hear somebody else talking. We are freaking from the dark ages, Mel. When you think about the leap of technology that has occurred since oh. we were kids to our kids today and what they're using, it's, it's freaking remarkable. And and there was this weirdo on our line. Oh, God, the weirdo on the line. Oh. So, it's, I mean... You know, I I don't want to make fun of anyone with Mm, a mental illness. And this man clearly was mentally ill. But if he picked up the phone and you were on it, he'd make dog sounds until you hung up. No. Yeah. That's unbelievable. Did you just try to get his goat and get him to bark, like, (laughs) all night? (laughs) I think think at that age, I was a little bit scared of it. Yeah, yeah. I think oh, yeah. that was probably more. Yeah. Wasn't necessarily respect as he was an elderly man. Uh-huh. But it was uh-huh. more, he's crazy. That's I'm staying away from Unbelievable. Yeah. And so how long did it go with the party line? How old were you when this was happening? Like I feel like by like my teens that we okay. got our own private line. And that felt, do you still remember your first phone number? 207 832 Six two one. No, that wasn't it. Oh my god! You lost it. It was nine five nine five. Thank God it's not gone. I still have mine, and but it's currently okay. This is how amazing it is. My parents still have that number. My childhood phone number continues to live on, and the day that number is no longer theirs, because you know my parents are getting up there. I have to start yeah. thinking about that. Well, I want to inherit it. I don't know, like. Can you inherit it? I don't know. I mean, when you go get your new cell phones, they, like, sometimes will show Mm. you, here are these numbers. Which one do you like better? I mean, I just don't want to see it ever disappear. That's a 
key piece of my childhood. That's probably one of the only things that actually lives on from my childhood. We don't live in my childhood home. You know, it, my parents long ago abandoned that house. Um, yeah, this is like a key part of my childhood still available to me. Wow. Yeah. I'm I... getting a little emotional. It's okay. It's okay. You've okay. got time. You've got time. Okay. Um, yeah, so hanging out. Did you go to the mall when you were... I did not go to the mall. Mel? Okay. So the mall was like when you knew you were actually legit, to us, adult level as a kid. That would mean you're like a mini adult. You're going to the mall. You're being dropped off. You got dropped off at the mall? Well, not me per se, because I, well, I think later on. Maybe by the time I was in junior high. We called it junior high back then. Oh, maybe... It must have happened at that point, but I feel like it took a long time to get to that level. I mean, I lived over an hour away from the mall. Wow. Okay. So, so that was, like, not happening. No. Well, where did you go? I know you went to the Agway. We've covered that. but <laughs> uh, When I was older and able to drive on my own, my one of my best friends and I used to drive to the closest... I'll call it a city, but I don't know if anybody who actually lives in a city would consider yeah, it a city. Yeah, yeah. We would just go and we would drive around the mm. rotary and drive around. The keep just driving around, talking wow. to strangers. What? Oh yeah, yeah. Like calling out to them from the car. Is Sometimes, there... yeah. You were harassing people. I I clearly recall one time this person person was running down the sidewalk and I put the window down and said you can run but you can't hide. <laughs> no, you did. I did. Oh dear lord and did the cops get called? No. no. Okay. And then the, the important part of that though is before you leave you go to the gas station and you try to figure out how much gas you used extra than oh. if you just gone and come back. Oh Priceless. Cover up your tracks. No, Mel. You better hope your mom doesn't start listening. Oh, jeez. She'll have tuned out by now anyway. Back pay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, I don't know if I ever did the driving around per se because, I mean, I lived in the city, so maybe it wasn't as exciting to go, like, not a real city by the standards of most cities, but in our area it was the city because it had them all. Oh, yeah. Um. But, yeah, I feel like there was, I think I told you about, like, the thing for us was to end up in places we didn't belong, like the graveyard. Ooh. There was always this lore to the graveyard. Were you in a cult? Uh, Maybe. I didn't think of it that way at the time, but it was like a movie-making group that always seemed to have a reason to be filming in the graveyard. Um, No sacrificing. You know, I maybe could have been part of something, and I really repressed it, but I don't know. There's no evidence. Uh, maybe they weren't really recording. Maybe there were no tapes. Mm. But, yeah, the graveyard or the train tracks, like walking along a good train track. Nothing better than that. I mean, that's a great place to walk. I mean, yeah, and it's it's like Russian roulette. Like, I'm either going to live or I'm going to die. Why were we drawn to things that could actually kill us? We all had a fascination with death. Do you think so? 
Because I'm, I think that's an interesting point. Do you think we were more in tune with death as kids? This is getting deep. Yeah. I mean, I, may, I don't know. Like, I, I, I didn't have a lot of people dying around me. No, so. not per se. Like, I, I remember, though, there was a boy who died that was my best friend in middle school or junior high. Got to be on, on uh, appropriate for the time. It was junior high. And her brother died. He was a couple years older. And I do remember being, like, part of it. We went to the funeral and, like, knowing everything about the situation. It was very front and center. But, yeah, I don't know. It was just sort of, like, this realization, like, you weren't as protected. So maybe it was just more, like, you were... Yeah. Willing to take risks as you knew, like, life was short and people died. I don't know. I mean, look at... Our parents weren't around watching our every move and making sure we were staying out of trouble. So Mm -hmm. we had to explore and find out things on our own. But isn't it remarkable, like... They, this was the last generation, I think, I was reading, like, that were kind of left to, like, do what they wanted roaming around. Because in our age, it became like you would get kidnapped. Do you remember? Like, oh, okay, the van, there would always be a van that was going around the neighborhood. And you didn't, there was the black van going around my neighborhood. And whether it was true or not, oh, there yeah. was, like, a kid snatcher. Mm-hmm. Well, do you remember when Adam Walsh was killed? You know, I, we were talking about that, or it was in our show notes, it was like, who, I had to research it. Then I, I must have blocked it out. I was seriously traumatized. I specifically remember I'd gone to the movies with my mom and one of her friends. It was dark, we're on our way home, and my mother's friend started talking about this kid in Florida who had been kidnapped, and they'd just found his body, and he was decapitated. (gasps) Yeah. Now, oh my God. picture being a child listening oh. to that conversation. It's dark, and you're like, oh, my God, someone's going to be dead. Gosh. Um, so that was really scary. That was in the national news. for, But I think he was one of, like, a few other kids at that well, time. But because of that, his father started hosting a show, America's Most Wanted. That's why I knew the name. John Walsh. John Walsh, yes. Yes. So... And Walmart has code Adam because of Adam. Oh, okay. So even though, I mean, it seems that that event started to really bring up to the front, you know, of people's minds that, oh, our kids could actually be, you know, taken away. I do remember we had a, like, secret password that my mom gave us. Yeah. So we were talking about that in case somebody ever drew up and was like, hey, your mom wanted... You know, wants me to get you. There's been an emergency. Jump in. And so you just kind of knew that things could could really be dangerous more than maybe. But still, yeah. we wanted to be out there. I mean, I, <laughs> I wasn't like, let me hide in my room. Like, the goal was to get out of the house. Yeah. And I mean, my my family was more of the, oh, if somebody takes you, they're going to bring you back after a few minutes. Yeah. <laughs> It's so true. Who wants this situation? Yeah. Uh. Yeah. I don't know. I think, but then did we absorb that fear? And now as parents, this whole generation of us, unfortunately, Gen X and now millennials too, older millennials are like super paranoid and want to keep their kids in these protected, structured things. We're, we're so obsessed with crime and I mean, do you listen to a crime podcast? I don't currently, but I have listened to a lot. 
I mean, unsolved murders, mm-hmm. different stories. Dateline is one of my favorites. And before that, I watched a lot of 2020, I think, with Barbara oh, yeah. Walters. So that was like, you always incorporated that. You wanted to know those stories. Oh, yeah. You wanted to be kind of scared a little bit. I don't know. It's, it, I mean, look at Ted Bundy. Oh, God. I actually watched, there was something on Netflix before the Zac Efron movie, <laughs> which I, I'm not watching, apparently. That wasn't so good. But um, the like documentary on Netflix, I think, about him. And I, I, I was riveted. I didn't, I didn't understand why I wanted to know so much more. But I did. Well, I remember shortly after they like caught him, they had Mark Harmon playing Ted Bundy. Mark Harmon. And I was like, shit, I would have gotten a car with him, too. Exactly. <laughs> but, I mean, and women were so vulnerable anyway, because mm. I heard this analogy the other day about how you're driving a car and you're wearing a seatbelt, but if you're like... you've you're a motorcycle, you've got to wear a helmet and all this other gear to protect you. They're both vehicles on the road, but one is just more vulnerable. And that's kind of how it is with men and women. With Wow. It, I have never heard that, and that is so cool. I really understand that, that that's exactly it. Like, we are in some sort of like system or structure that is just there around us protecting us like we have to be that much more in tune with everything going on yeah people we're we're a a minority as far as how we're treated in this stiff white man society Mm -hmm. which is called the united states of america Oh, and we don't want to offend any white male listeners. Like, we're just trying to make an observation from our perspective, especially growing up in our generation. Like, we've, I think, been one of the, maybe the last generation that had to kind of have that, not acceptance, but, like, the the true struggle around, like, getting past sexual harassment that might happen in the workplace, trying to get support for that. It still goes on. I'm not saying it doesn't happen. And men are sexually harassed and by women are as too. well. Like, this is not just about women, but, um, yeah, I think there was much more to try to rise above and find a way forward in that era where, I mean, look, who was it, Justice Thomas, who was the Anita Hill like, yes. saga? Like, that was a big thing in our time where, you know, especially a black woman accusing a, a black man... Um, it was just all so riveting because we were like, wow, she's calling that out. Yeah, I mean, who didn't... I remember writing a paper on sexual harassment in the workplace when I was in college because that was my, you know, I was a business communications major. So when I was doing my senior seminar project, I was conducting a sexual harassment class. And it was, I mean, things that I never thought about growing up being, you know, inappropriate, you know, men would just touch you and, you know, put their yeah, hand right, on exactly. you. They call you sweetie or whatever. Right. And it was, you're just supposed to think, oh, okay, you know, mm-hmm. that's sweet. And now we don't have to let people touch us. I mean, mm-hmm. and it, I'm not even necessarily saying in a sexual way. No, no, you're way, actually saying physical contact doesn't even have to be a given. Yeah, I don't need to shake your hand if I don't want to. You know, I'm not mm-hmm. obligated. Mm-hmm. I do what's comfortable for me. Right. And that's great. And I, you know, 
back when the days when we were little, it's like you always had to kiss your grandparents goodbye. Oh, or yeah. Go, yeah. go give Uncle Joe a hug. Yes. It's like, I don't want to give Uncle Joe a hug. He's creepy. Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh. I know. There's just, definitely those times, and, you know, we, I think, knew that we needed to break out of something in that generation. We didn't want to see ourselves victimized as women. We were kind of seeing ourselves mod- being, like, aware of role models who are rising above the former patriarchal and system. But it was all very new. It was, like, a whole real-time thing, you know? like, And it became okay to just say no. To right. drugs. To, oh, yeah. It's to... all about just saying no to everything. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's true. And, you know, I, I don't have daughters, but I'm very aware of what the conversations might have to be with my boys around. Like, if you're going to spend time, you're going to date a girl, like, where, you know, you have to really be conscious and intentional and not, you know, let yourself get caught up in a behavior that just is not okay, you know, and, and boys are figuring it out. Teenagers are figuring oh. it out, but it's, a, it's interesting and somewhat scary time where that line can shift really quickly on either side and it can be and when very we difficult. Were, and when we were growing up, we were hitting that point where our mothers were just starting to go back to work. They weren't staying home to take mm. care of the kids. Hence us being latchkeyers. Exactly. I mean, so times were changing. Yeah. We had to adjust to, you know, not having Donna Reed at home cooking dinner, waiting for her husband to just come in and with his slippers and give him a peck on the cheek or whatever. I mean, I really did love that show. I watched a lot on Nick at Night, Nickelodeon yeah. at Night. <laughs> I remember watching that and Patty, the Patty Duke show, and those like quintessential, you know, fifty shows were just so fun and yeah, like a little escape. But you know, yeah, you certainly weren't living in a time of Donna Reed. You were living in a much more, um, to us, it felt very, you know, typical. But now I look back and I'm like, that was that's we've come so far from where kids were left to their own devices like now we need to have nannies we need to have you know aftercare before care like there cannot be a child left at home and they have to be scheduled every i'm you some people may joke but you almost have to schedule a bathroom break in there because oh god i feel that way for some some of my friends whose kids are very into you know sports which they love it's not like they're being forced to be in anything but as a result, they have, like, very little time, and they have a lot more schoolwork as they're getting older, so I'm like, good, I can't even imagine how they're, like, fitting in time to just not think, like, not do. Yeah, and when do you have time to do your homework? Oh, yeah, that's secondary. Well, they do build in study halls. I've learned that starting this year, my my oldest is in sixth grade, so he does get a study hall where he can hopefully do it, but yeah, I mean, you have to, like, Stay up or get up early. I mean, yeah. good goodness. I can't imagine. I mean, these kids really are much more. They're much busier. I just feel like I was busy. I had school. I had activities. But I was also home quite a bit. And Well, we were. I don't think we had activities scheduled on the weekends like our kids do. The, no, the school sports no. extend into the weekends now. Whereas every Sunday, I went to my nanny's house. And you did. Oh. After our Sunday dinner, every Sunday we had a dinner. Oh, dinner. Yeah, we did too. And then we would go to my nanny's and it 
I had seven cousins, and at least two or three of them would be there, if not all Aww, of them. I love that. That's I mean, cousins were, like, built-in best friends. Oh, yeah. I have a cousin who's only two months older than me, and we either loved or hated each other. <laughs> so it could go either way at Nanny's. It could. You, you just didn't... But you, there were seven of you? Yeah, so with me and my sister, there were nine. Oh, nine. There were nine of us. So that's quite a gang. Like, did you just hang out outside? Like, what were you doing? Most of the time, yeah. In the winter time, Nanny had the nice hills so we could go Ooh, sledding. Fun. My uncle had a snowmobile, which we would, when he wasn't looking, tie sleds to the back of so that all of us could go at once instead of taking oh, turns. Oh, good lord. Again, risks. Huge risks. Yep. Where were the p- adults in all of this? They like, were in no. the house yeah. talking. Talking. And Distracted. My grandmother had this huge rock on her in her backyard. She had tons of land. Sounds she had a horse. awesome. Well, you really were in the country. Yeah. And so we, the big rock, we used to pretend we were mermaids and we had to swim and get up on the rock and oh that is see and that's like just a random activity that yeah. you thought up I love that I love that and grandparents being at the grandparents house was a built-in thing for me as well on Sundays I I went for a different reason they had the piano and I could go practice because oh, I was yeah. taking piano lessons so my dad would bring me and eventually my sister as well was taking piano and my grandmother would sit at her dining room table because it was like an open room from the dining room to the living room and she would watch me in the living room playing the piano and just sit there and listen and smoke her cigarettes because that was her <laughs> thing um and then we might play cards after and there would oh, always be yeah. like my grampy he loved a good western movie there would always be a john wayne movie on or some like rerun show or football it was just relaxing and there was no rush like we hung out for a few hours and sometimes my cousins were there we didn't get to see them as much because of them being out in the country um well my grandmother was prepared for everything she would go to lawn sales and buy clothes that were sizes for all of us and she had these dressers filled with the clothes oh my so goodness if we were there and needed to change our clothes for whatever Excuse reason my phone you know we my nanny could take care of the situation oh that's your nanny was amazing she had snacks for that all of us loved she would have this is, was always the big thing. When we were there for, like, uh, one of our winter vacations, she, we would have to pull out the huge cans of ravioli. The oh, ravioli! Oh, Chef Boyardee. The Chef Boyardee. That was gold. It was. She, she really did love you guys. She did. That says it all. Never a doubt in my mind how much she loved all of us. Well, I don't know about all the outfits and the things like that. We went and we... We went because we had to, obviously, to visit and, and um, you know, do the piano stuff. But my grampy, he also was a little bit into the treats. And he would make sure he always offered us. He had the Schwann's delivery that came every week. <laughs> Good old Schwann's. And he would get all, they would get all these frozen meals. It was all about frozen food with them. I loved it. But they got the ice cream. All the time they'd have at least two things of ice cream and my grandfather made sure that we had our ice cream and he'd always call it low-cal because it was like a thing in the 80s to have <laughs> low-calorie food. So he'd be like, it's low-cal. It's okay. But, yeah. My my grandmother had pudding pops. Pudding pops. And Klondike bars. <gasps> 
What would you do, Mel, for Klondike Bar? Nothing, because I always have it. <laughs> and get this, banana pudding pops were my favorite. Oh. Okay. I don't know why. You lost me. <laughs> that but is, it was great because nobody yeah, else really cared about pops. them, so I got, got the bananas. Them all. You got all the bananas. Shout out for the people who like the, a good banana pudding pop. I, um... I didn't get that, but I, I remember being really motivated to get the Twinkies. Oh, yeah. That was coveted. And I remember when Twinkies stopped being made. Like, was this a recent thing or a decade ago? I don't know. But when it happened, that was a that was a tough day. Cause, not that I eat them anymore, but I just felt like that was a little piece of my childhood dying. And we she always had some baked good. And... I remember when she would make get my like grandfather's lunchbox ready. She'd used to use the term "sweet jigger." What? Every <laughs> you, get, you gotta get yourself a sweet jigger. What does that even mean? Is that isn't that know. an alcoholic term? A jigger? I don't know. Like a little measuring a thing. Little jigger. A little jigger. <laughs> well, Mandy sounded like a lot of fun. She was. Yeah. Well, we miss our grandparents who have come and gone. And that makes me a little sad, and I feel oh. like right now, Mel, I feel like I need to share what is going on in my mind when I think of sad times from the 80s. I think of sad songs. Oh, sad songs. Yeah, and there were a lot of good ones. I mean, we had so many, I think, just those dramatic movies that had our romantic movies where someone died. Like, we had so many Oh yeah. sad, sad songs in our day. Didn't Elton John write a sad song? Yeah, I, I sad had that song say so, so much. much. <laughs> right, <laughs> just listen to that. That'll tell the whole story. <laughs> but what was your? What would you say your sad song? Your like most memorable from that era would be? I think it would be when Eric Clapton uh, oh. wrote "Tears, Tears in Heaven." Oh, you've nailed it. Ultimate. I, I mean, years before he. Uh, released the the album that had the song, his four-year-old son had tragically died. And then he fall out, out of a, a window. window. Yeah, yeah. Which, today, your kid wouldn't be nowhere near Right. Oh, goodness, no, no. But, yeah, I just remember hearing it and thinking, how sad. And now, as a parent, to mm. even think that something like that uh, could... How, yeah. how could you live after that? I don't know. That? I didn't even know how you would compose any music ever again. Yeah, I, I feel like I would just be dead inside. Yeah. Of course, some people say I am already. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, it so was that so, was a so very, sad. Yeah, and just everyone knew the story. So every yeah. time it came on, you'd, you'd really listen to it with that knowledge. And, and then you would put that to someone in your life that had died. You would think yeah. about, oh. Oh, that's a really, mm, I'm going to have to go listen to that one again. And th- then for me... I go back to the first song that really, like, deeply, con- like, I felt deeply connected to it, but because of the person and how they sang it, but Nothing Compares to You by Shanae O'Connor. Yeah. Oh, her, like, aching voice. Yes. It just... You could feel her oh, pain. you could feel the pain. And the way she filmed the video, because, you know, it was all about the music video in that oh, day. Yeah. It was so up close and just stark and just focused on her face and um, that beautiful shaved head. I feel like <laughs> she just embodied this power and this pain all together. And 
it, the song for me was like I was probably in eighth grade and it was like a breakup song <laughs> for me yeah. at that age. But now I listen to it, especially when she recently passed. I listened to all her stuff again, and I really did feel like what an unbelievable. And I know that was Prince's song. It was originally. It was that, but she she yeah. decided she needed to redo it. I mean, yeah. what did you think? I mean, I never actually even bothered to listen to Prince's version. I'm sorry. And I know a lot of people are like, it's all about Prince all the way for everything. But I don't know. I can't imagine. I feel like she probably made it her own and something different than what he ever intended. But it was just so powerful. Yeah. And it's funny how artists are so particular about whether or not their songs can be covered by other artists. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Even like with... Uh, one of my favorites, Weird Al, there were, you know, people oh, that would not yeah. let him. Poor, oh, yeah. Al had a, a tough one there, but he got a lot of people to relent to, like, I mean, he covered Michael Jackson, he covered Madonna. Madonna. I mean, he covered the big ones, but mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Not wanting to be outdone or disrespected. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we. I think we should create a sad 80s, 90s song playlist. And we put a couple together on Spotify that oh, yeah. we hope people will listen to. We'll share it in the um, show notes, maybe. Like, put a link. I'm still learning how to be all fancy. But we'll share these playlists. And maybe we can make a sad songs one. And yeah. please recommend any that you would like to Yeah, have. I mean, we're, we're open for all the suggestions. I mean... We're kind of desperate for them, Mel. <laughs> we... <laughs> I'm sorry. Are you getting beclept? I am. Oh, we need to put on our sad song playlist. No, let's think of nice thoughts. Let's, let's Okay, let's talk about our crushes. Ooh, crushes. I like to, I mean, every week we have to talk about who we're crushing on, and it seems to change. We're very fickle. And, I mean, as I stated, I think, at other on other episodes, it doesn't have to be a person. It could be a place that you just loved mm. going to. Could be a thing. Mm -hmm. Could be a vibe. I mean, it doesn't have to just... I know Cougar Crush implies that we're like these horny older <laughs> women looking at young men. But it, it could all, it could all be a lot of that. I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to say we're not going to like yeah. enjoy that part of I it. I mean, we're human. We're going to yeah. enjoy beauty. We ain't dead yet. Exactly. So that's why we're cougaring on different things, though, because yeah. we're, like, feeling it for a lot of different reasons, and it sounds like you've got an interesting one this week. Um, I think it's interesting. Um, of course, you know, being cool and hip with my 20-year-old uh, children, I, I'm on TikTok. Oh, my goodness. I, what? You're not really a Gen Xer. If you know how to manage the TikTok, well, you're... Well, I, I mostly just, you know, swipe up and down and, oh, okay. you know, hit the yeah. like. And, yeah. <laughs> but there's this one influencer that I just love. This person has made me feel better about myself, has made, put smiles on my face Aww. at different times and thought, wow, I, I am beautiful just the way I am. Oh, tell me more about, I need to, I need some of that. Well, her name is Taryn Truly. Ooh, I like I like the name Taryn. Yeah, that's a cool name. She she's a mid-size woman mm -hmm. 
in her 30s, so she te- this technically is a cougar crush because she's mm. in her 30s. Mm-hmm. But she, she, you usually open in on her as she's in her undies and telling you how she's picking out different outfits for different events, Ooh. showing you how to always, you, you got to have frosting. You can't just have a plain outfit. You got to dress it oh, up. Oh, nice. And I love frosting. And oh, she, yeah. She just always tells you how you, you know, we all have that little fupa. Some oh, of us oh have gosh. a bigger fupa. Oh, gosh. Yeah, but let's be real. The, I mean, the fupa is a thing, and why do we even worry about, like, why are we so hung up on the fact that there's just skin? I'm more skin. It's just, I'm a renaissance woman. Oh, yeah. That's, uh, if, yeah, I, if I was around then. Yeah, you would be, like, up in a, on a you'd be sculpted. You'd be a. I mean. Around for posterity. All the boys would be coming around my yard for the milkshake. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, Mel and her milkshake. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, she's just, she's yeah, so she make, positive. She and, makes you feel like, yeah. it's all good. Yeah. Wow, I can wear that style. That won't look bad. Oh, she sounds fabulous, and I think I might have to follow her. And, and... she's beautiful. Oh, well, I mean, come on. She's got it all. She's the total package. Why I, wouldn't you crush on that? Oh. Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. Oh, well, I think I might switch my crush, crush to yours, but... <laughs> what? Why? Who, who are you crushing on? Um, well, mine is actually a little bit, like, outside the box. So I was... Oh, Lord. Oh, I know. Well, you know me. I have to kind of... Like, you're outside the box. And then I'm like, I have to be, too. And so I really stretched myself to find my crush this week. But I like a man who has a good sense of humor, Mel. Don't we all? I mean, that's sexy. To me, it doesn't matter what you look like if you're making me laugh. So, anyway, not to say this guy doesn't have good looks, but my cougar crush is Sal from Impractical Jokers. <laughs> wow. Sal is the big teddy bear to me. He's just got the sweetest disposition, even though they're kind of like can be pushing the envelope in all their impractical jokes. Um, he's always the one that has the most reservations, especially about, like, in any way offending women, and he's a germaphobe, and it cracks me up when they make him get outside his comfort zone. Like, one situation, I was just watching an old episode, I think it was, like, season two or three, and they put his car keys in some elephant elephant poop, (laughs) and he had to, like, I mean, he had to go through with it. He had to go through the poop. And he was, like, was dry heaving from, like, like <laughs> yards away. Like, he hadn't even gotten near it. And I just love, like, the torture. But he's always so sweet. So, Sal, big teddy bear. think you're adorable. Maybe someday I would be so lucky. I actually, my husband, who turned me on to Impractical Jokers, we were trying to get tickets. Um, I, or maybe I was trying to get them for his birthday. Anyway, it was right around the pandemic. Um, So that got canceled. And then they lost one of their four members. I think, not lost, like died. No, no, no. They (laughs) lost this guy. They just had a falling out, I think. But he might be back with them. So now that they might be all four again, I could be wrong. I'm hoping that they'll tour this way and I could go get a little meet and greet. Maybe I could count as media. Maybe. Get your pass. VIP me. Okay, Mel. So, so yeah, why don't we, uh, we'll uh, tag Sal in, we'll tag in this, him. and maybe he'll, you know, Maybe he'll want to be real with me. Maybe. Ooh. Check in with the chicks. And you know where you can check in with us, chicks? 
Well, God, where aren't we? I mean, Instagram, TikTok. We're now on Apple Podcasts. Please subscribe and find us on Spotify oh. where we started out. We're going to hopefully get on Google Podcasts. I'm I'm sure we're just going to keep going on and on. And it'll be like a whole, you know, I laundry mean, list of every place. They'll get sick of us real, real quick. I mean, we, we, we're going to be so annoying that you're just going to give up and... And love us. Give us the love we did not have as children. Oh, yeah. Please. We need attention. Please. I mean, who doesn't when on a podcast need attention? I mean, come on. I mean, yeah. I mean, but it seems like so far people understand and relate. So, <laughs> Or they just feel bad for us. The that people listening it. are the ones that feel the worst for us. Thanks. Hey, <laughs> who, who doesn't want a sympathy vote? <laughs> I mean, I think that's all I would get. I think that's all I would get. Oh, Mel. Well, I feel pretty good about having hashed out a lot of things today. And, you know, I think we should sign out with our new catchphrase that you came up with. Stay gold, pony boy. Woo! Okay, I guess we kind of barred that, but... Yeah, but that's okay. Yeah, I mean, it works. It does. And it's us, and we're being ourselves, so... Bye-bye, guys. Bye! It's the Latchkey Chicks. Woohoo! Hello! I like to make weird sounds. I'm scared.